This is it. This is it. The podcast, My Road Trips Planner. Hey, my name is Shane. Welcome. If you're looking for a podcast that talks about road trips, you found it right here, right now. So, welcome. Happy New Year. We're going to start this year off with the 50 states. And the first one I want to start with is Connecticut. We're going to jump right into it. Uh, we're going to talk about history. I'm going to give you some personal stories. And then I'm going to tell you some places you could you should visit in Connecticut. So, a little history is that in 1639, Connecticut adopted the first constitution in America. And that's why Connecticut is called the Constitution State. See, what was happening was, at this time, the people that lived in, the Amer- in America weren't feeling like they were English anymore. They they felt very different. There, there's a whole ocean in between them. And I think for many people, it felt like, hey, like, we're our own people. And so that's why eventually, you know, in 1639, but all the way to 1776, when we finally got our independence, I think there was this gap of people just living on their own. And I think that's what happened when finally the American Revolution happened because it was no longer, hey, like, we're, we're English. No, we're, we're Americans. We're different. We're not, we're not like the, the, uh, everyone from what they would consider the motherland back in England. People were different. People were living different lives. A lot of people were farmers. A lot of people were spread out. I mean, essentially, now, you know, if you look at a map, we went from Maine all the way down to Georgia. And so now you have these, you know, these people who just were like, hey, we're our own people. And so we're going to go ahead and create our own laws. We're going to create our own place. We're going to just, this is who we are now. And so... One of the things, if you come to Connecticut, and I'm throwing this in here now because it's historical, but it's also a place you can go visit. So New Haven, Connecticut, which is a very historical town, if you get the opportunity, come on down. It's nice. There's there's food. There's night. There's a small nightlife. There, there's a bunch of stuff. Some great ice cream. And there's just a lot to do there. And so... You should come on down and check it out. But one of the biggest things, uh, or one of my favorite things, is the Grove Cemetery. So the Grove Cemetery was actually one of the first public cemeteries. So long ago, if you were buried in a cemetery, you you had money. And your family probably owned the property. Or you were buried in your backyard, you know, family members would find a place to bury their their loved ones but eventually people started thinking hey let's have a place where anybody can go so if you have enough money to buy a plot at this cemetery anyone can be buried here and so you just have to buy a plot and so there are Yale presidents there are 
people who worked for Yale. There are very well-known histori- historical people, like someone like Roger Sherman, who was one of the, I think, I believe he might have been the only person to sign all four of the important American revolutionary documents, the Articles of Association in 1774, the Declaration of Independence in 1776, the Articles of Constitution in 1781, and the Constitution of the United States in 1787. So, he had a long life in the public eye, Roger Sherman. And if you're in New Haven, there's a plaque on one of the, sh- the major streets, and it actually says where he used to live. And I think that's what's cool about New Haven is that there's this place you feel like history can come alive there. And so um, Grave Cemetery, actually, they start up in the spring to have tours and I've probably been to at least five or six tours in the last few years, and they're great. And and she will take you, the woman who gives the tour is absolutely amazing. She knows her stuff, and she'll take you to, I mean, there's Goodyear, who helped create tires. He was working on the formula for rubber for the tires. Uh, Roger Sherman is buried there. There's, I think it's just cool to go through and see the history. And so for me, Connecticut is home. I've only lived in two other states. Uh, that would be Florida and Pennsylvania. And, you know, when I was a kid, I was born. I was actually born in Bridgeport, Connecticut. And I think what happened, it's interesting. Like, it'd be like growing up, I was always like, oh, I can move anywhere. I'm going to be anywhere. I'll go anywhere. And and I did, you know, I moved to Florida once I, when I was a kid, Pennsylvania, and even as an adult, a young adult, I moved down to Florida again. And but I always come back to Connecticut, you know. Met my wife in Connecticut when I came back. You know, we have both of our boys here. But for me, this is where I learned to drive. These are the roads, the Connecticut roads, I-95, I-91, I-84. Those are the places where I personally learned how to drive. And I think what's amazing about Connecticut, and this is, you know, I, I will always plug Connecticut because Connecticut is that place where if you're on the shoreline, it just looks packed. It looks like there's so many people. There's plenty of places to eat. There's always a gas station you're always in some small town or some little city. But and then you can shoot up 91 and go straight to Hartford, to the capital. But and that still could be a little bit busy as you move on up along the I-91 car corridor. But if you go westward or if you go eastward in the north, so northeast or northwest, essentially you are it changes. You feel like you're on a, in a city road, and then all of a sudden you could be on a country back road, it feels like. And so that's what I love about Connecticut. Like, if you're going to take a trip to Connecticut, you're going to see that. And I think for me, learning how to drive here was really good. Because you go out to places like Montana, there's, not a, there's, there's a lot of highway, and, but there's a lot of land out there. 
And so there'd be parts of Connecticut where you could be driving for 45, not as long as Montana. I'll put that out there. I know people in Montana are like, hey, Connecticut ain't that big. You are absolutely right. I've driven through Montana. It is a long ride, but it's a beautiful ride. But I think what Connecticut showed me is the changes of places where you drive. You know, being close to New York City, learning, you know, going into New York City and driving or going up to Boston and driving. You know, these are places that are hour and a half, two hours from where I live. Um, you know, Boston more like two and a half to three hours. But Connecticut just has different places. It doesn't, I know when people, I was down, so I was in Washington, D.C. I took a, a small, uh, I took a small group with me Um and while we were down there, we were at Arlington Cemetery. As we were waiting in line, this sweet woman comes up to us and is like, where are you guys from? We're like, from Connecticut. And she's like, yo, I'm going to hang out with the rich people. And I just started laughing. I was like, sure. Yeah, that's what you think. That's fine. But, and I think that's sometimes uh, the perspective that Connecticut gets. But there's a lot of people here. There's different it's a lot of different people here, and it's cool because it's like a, it is a melting pot. You go to New Haven, you know, it's it's a big melting pot of people. But I think what's really cool about Connecticut is that the history, you could be driving around and you find places that have history. I mean, the Appalachian Trail runs from New York up to Massachusetts through Connecticut, and that's always a great drive to go up to. Um... I just, I mean, we have Mystic Seaport, we have Mystic Aquarium, we have all these places. But I think some of the best places to go and visit, for me, where I've loved to go, uh, just so you know, the Grove Cemetery is free, the tour. You can just go there by yourself when it's open and walk around, but I do recommend the tour. And you just show up. You find when the tour is, and then you just uh, show up. It's usually a Saturday. I think sometimes they do Sunday, but it's a great time. It's in the morning, and I love it. So there's a place called the Connecticut River Museum. It is in Essex, Connecticut, and it's $12 per person for 13 and up, 13 years and up. And then we have $8 for 6 to 12 years old, and if you're under 6, it's $2. And so what's really cool about this is that it's the history of the Connecticut River. And it tells you about wars that have come through Connecticut. Um, there's one of the first one person. Uh, it looks like a barrel, but it's like a submarine. And they talk about the marina out there. They talk about the river. You know, how people went up and down the river and they they traded. It's just a really cool museum if you get a chance to go. Uh, we have West Haven Veterans Museum. So I did a podcast last year on this. If you are in Connecticut, plan to go to the West Haven Veterans Museum. It is free, but they do accept donations. And look, when I tell you... The tour that we went on with this gentleman who actually, he's the vice president, I think, at the moment. 
he had one of his suits from the war he was in. And it was there, one of his uniforms. And this guy was just so detailed, so like, and what's awesome is, is that it starts from like the American Revolution and it moves through all the wars that we've had as a, as a nation that we've been in. And we literally were in there for about an hour and it felt like 20 minutes, maybe 50, like he was just so good. And I, I just can't say enough about this. The West Haven Veterans Museum. Check it out. Again, it's free, but they do accept donations. And if you get that chance, you know, please leave a donation. Avery's Beverages is in Bristol, Connecticut. And one of the awesome things about Avery's Beverages is that you can actually, on a Saturday, go ahead and set up to make your own soda. And so I've done make your own soda many times. It's fun. You have to have at least five to 20 people. And what's great is that you get to create three sodas that you get to take home with you. And so essentially, they give you about six to nine flavors. You can mix and match them. And what's really awesome about it is that as you get to walk through, they talk to you about the machine that's been used. Now, I'm not sure if it's the original machine, but the machine is at least, I believe, more than 60 years old. And they still use the same machine. The building they're in, I believe, is the same building from the original, which is more than well more than 60 years ago. But what's been really nice about this place is that they teach you from the beginning of how soda's made to the end and how they buy, how they put the even the cap on at the end. So if you get the opportunity, check out Avery's beverages and I believe it's around $15 per person. I know last time it was around 14, so but I would check their website and I would actually check all these websites, all the places I'm talking about, check their website before you go. Cause maybe they've updated things. Maybe they've changed prices. Um, one, one of the other things is if you're in new Haven, go to Worcester street and they have Sally's pizza and Pepe's pizza. These are two of the best pizzas. I probably, probably in the world. Let's just say that. Definitely America, but New Haven pizza is absolutely amazing. And if you haven't had New Haven pizza, you got to try it before you go. If you come to Connecticut, it is absolutely one of the best pizzas you will ever have. Next is the American Clock and Watch Museum. This is also in Bristol. It's $12 for 18 and up. It's $5 for 6 to 17 and then it's five, if you're five and under, it's free. So one of the coolest things that I like about the American Clock and Watch Museum is the history. So essentially, it was a house where there was a clockmaker and a watchmaker, and people would come and get their watches and their clocks fixed, but also they would make them, and so you could go there and buy them. And one thing we learned very quickly is that if you had a watch, one of the um, pocket watches, you had money. It was essentially, 
you know, you have to, you would use probably about two to three months of a salary, maybe sometimes more to pay for a watch. And so I think, I think at the end of the day, I think what's really great about this place is that it gives you the historical purpose of clocks. And there's a lot of, there's actually a clock where it's just this big, long pendulum and they wind it up once a week. So someone comes in on like a Friday, I believe, and they'll wind it up. There's clocks still going probably, probably a hundred years, maybe more. And they'll just, they'll fix them. They'll get them together. But it's really cool to watch, to go through history of how clocks and watches were created. So I hope this helps. I hope there's enough information to give you something to do. There are a lot more places in Connecticut to go. Um, I want to make sure I tell you the hiking's amazing. There's Sleeping Giant, which is probably one of my favorite places to hike. There is, there's hiking in Litchfield County. But there's really hiking all over Connecticut. And so if, you, if you're looking for it, go to All Trails and use the app. And they'll show you where some of the best trails to hike are. And listen... I hope, you know, we're going to, I'm going to try to give you more information about other states. Um, again, we're going to talk about the history. We're going to talk about some personal stories. And lastly, we'll tell you some places you can go, okay? So, hey, this is Shane. The road's open. Let's drive.